You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Well, it's been long enough. I expect it's time for us to have another Scream movie. What, the last one was in 2011? Uh, mm. Scream 4? And I remember when it came out, because everyone was kind of like, <laughs> I, Not everyone. No, I was not. But there were a lot of people, like, even me, it was like, fan of the Scream movies, and 3 had left a lot to be desired. Uh, <laughs> At least. I mean, it's written by Aaron Kruger, so look up his career. Mm. I, and a lot of people were like, look, I mean, I enjoyed this, but can we just wrap this shit up? And I think a lot of people have gone back to 4 since and gone, look, it's not as bad as we originally thought it was we were just tired of scream movies but it was 2011 and now here it is like 10 years later and we get another scream movie and as you do it's just (laughs) now called scream scream and we'll discuss the reasoning for that as uh our review goes on but we are going to review this new 2022 god it's 2022 holy shit we're in the future where's my silver jumpsuit i'm two weeks away from turning 40 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sorry. That's when it all starts to go downhill. Yeah, Frank. don't spoil it. I already got lower back problems and sciatica. That's it. That's it. That's when I'm drawing the line. The, the, That's all it's going to happen. Well, then you've already met the killers. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, joining me on this review is. Hey, I'm Mars. I'm Frank, and Scream 4 was the last time I was actually carded at the movies. So, yeah, someone <laughs> thought I was looked like 17 at, in 2011. And they just did it this one, too. Ah, uh, yeah. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And Sarah Jane. Hi. This is not obviously directed by Wes Craven, who died in 2015. Would have been quite the trick if he turned out to be the secret director. Man, I'm, I keep waiting for somebody to do that at some point. Fake their own death for a couple of years, come back, be like, oh, look, I'm actually in this movie. That is a commitment to the art. That's that's real commitment. Sounds like yeah. something that Tarantino would do. Yes, yeah. nope, it does. No one has yet to be that committed, and I'm a little disappointed, quite frankly. Well, you know how these Scream movies go. You've seen the first one, I presume, if you're even listening to this review, which is a bunch of young people. There's a guy in a the ghost face mask that starts killing them, calling them on phones, asking them questions about horror movies. There's always characters who are super hyper aware of uh, the nature of an, and language of horror movies, the rules as you have it. And each Scream film sort of has built upon specifically that meta aspect with these characters. You're like, well, now horror movies have slightly different rules, and now we have more rules on top of those. But adding to that, as this series has gone on, we've seen that as killings keep fucking happening in this poor fucking town. <laughs> Jesus Christ, who would move to this town? Yeah, the real estate there is going to be crazy. Now. I mean, uh, you know, anybody but Rob Zombie, they, sure, yeah. he'd buy a house there, <laughs> yeah. but 
as this has gone on, there's been partially because Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox's character, who's a journalist, keeps writing books about him and doing coverage, and then they get adapted into the Stab movies. And as this establishes, there have been eight of them now. The most recent one being just titled Stab, again, like the first one, which is a complete and utter change to the series. Everyone's very disappointed with it, as it were. Much is made of that. And a lot of that is pointed at sort of self-depreciating humor in case you don't like this one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least they're laughing at themselves. So we've got all those aspects here again, a whole new group of high school and post-high school people. But the difference here is this is other than Wes Craven not directing this, obviously. This is Matt Bettinelli, Open, and Tyler uh, Gillette, who got their start doing one of the best sequences ever in the VHS movies in the very first one. Sequences in Southbound, and then they did the massive hit Ready or Not, which people Mm. were... They go by the collective filmmaking name Radio Silence, and I'm a big fan of their work. And I was like, ooh, they are kind of meta filmmakers that do things in a very different way than when Wes Craven injected sort of the word meta into the horror universe, which unfortunately never went away. But when this starts, it starts much like the original. There's a girl who's alone in a house, Jenna Ortega, Tara. She gets a phone call. It's the killer. Wants to ask her questions about horror movies. Yada, yada. You know how this thing goes. But well, uh, huh, wait, she survives the stabbing. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a little... Okay, so things are going exactly like that. There's no gutted Drew Barrymore hanging from a tree this time. But she's got this sister who has long since moved out of town. Uh, Sam, played by Melissa Barrera, you might have seen it, play Vanessa in In the Heights. Well, she got out for a lot of reasons. We won't go too deep into those. But when she finds out that, oh shit, this killer came after my sister... She's like, okay, fine, I'm going back. And her boyfriend, Richie, played by Jack Quaid, is like, oh, well, of course I'm coming with you. So they go back to town and they meet the series of friends that are all annoying in their own way that, that are around yeah. her sister. Hate uh, young people. Right. And then finally the one guy who still lives in the town, you know, who's surviving the original films, is David Arquette, D- Deputy Dewey, who now has fallen into the bottle. He's lost his job. He's just living in a trailer. You know, everybody else like Sydney is like fuck that place she's question mark she's somewhere far away Uh, Gail Weathers she's I think they said New York City as a journalist now you know they're on with their own lives but when the shit starts happening again and bodies start dropping we know they're gonna show up (laughs) because of course they are Eventually, anyway, because this is a movie that doesn't want to do what the first four did, which was make them all the main characters. This wants to do the format of the Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween recent films, where it's like, look, there's a whole new group of young characters we're really focusing on. And the legacy characters, as they specifically refer to them here, (laughs) are here to, you know, add their support and their advice and appear in some scenes, especially towards the third act, where they are decidedly not the primary characters. Does it work? Does it not work? I don't know. It definitely felt like a Scream movie, but I'm sure we all have more to say about that. It did feel like a Scream movie. I will say I appreciate what they tried to do in terms of like making it about the newer generation, I guess you could say. And maybe it's just the purest of the fan in me, but I really wish that we had had a, a longer movie just so we could have more involvement with the original trio. That's just me wanting more fan service after Ghostbusters. There wasn't enough fan service? <laughs> no, in not for me. No, I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. Listen, I cried three times at Ghostbusters. I wanted more fan service, okay? <laughs> I mean, even like a movie you go in expecting it, I was still like, oh my God. Because Aww. like a lot of videos, you find out almost all these characters are related in one way or another to someone who was in one of the previous which films. Which was great. Which is, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Even though like, 
ultimately, it's not really relevant. (laughs) (laughs) It's neat. You know, there's a lot of red herrings in here, and I think most of them kind of work with throwing you off. But I guess that was one of my biggest problems here is ultimately, this is just another Scream movie. It just doubles down on the amount of meta stuff. It doubles down on the amount of, remember when that happened in that previous Scream films? Because at this point, the Scream films are just meta to themselves rather than other horror films. And the third act, as much as it ramps things up and gets more fun, as they all do, still, ultimately, I didn't think the surprises of the killer or killers was that terribly interesting. Yeah, I will say it did kind of stick to the Scream formula, so if that's what you're looking for out of this, you'll really like this movie. It's got a lot of great in-jokes. Uh, the kills are nice and gory and juicy. It did have the sort of, like, because Ready or Not had the real, like, tongue-in-cheek feel to it. That really carried over here. Like, this is so totally from the guys that made Ready or Not. Like, that's some genuine entertaining suspense to it but it was just so hugely fun at the same time that's definitely what i want from a screen movie so yeah in that yeah. way it did it was, for me it was definitely fun i'm not married to a screen franchise <laughs> honestly it's not one of my favorites what was the 2011 one it was sydney's Cousin, cousin was the killer cousin. and her, it wasn't her boyfriend because her boyfriend she was trying to frame it was oh, it was, oh, it was, uh, the, the it was two, a geeky friend there were the two guys who were movie obsessed guys who were like they got to help and it was one yeah, of them one i don't them. even know if i've even it was a Culkin. See, yeah i don't even <laughs> Rory know if I've, oh okay then i definitely did see it. <laughs> yeah. i would remember that i'm going into this without re-watching or anything like that and so i had a lot of fun with it like mars said there was a lot of in jokes i laughed a lot i laughed when people were dying you know, and I love a sucker punch. You're a monster. Mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> well, this movie, this franchise makes you makes it okay to laugh at people dying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good sucker punch, and so there's quite a few of those in here, and so you know, I'm, I'm always laughing at that. I laughed at the way a lot of the meta jokes in here are actually not even like voice jokes; they're audio cues and stuff. Like mm. there's this whole sequence <laughs> yes. where a guy's like in his kitchen, and like anytime like a door opens or is like something's yes. blocking a view, the music's like. Gah! And I expected there was a point that the music guy was just going to VO in and be like, oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> this is like six times in a row. I know. I, I love that. The more it fucked with us, the more I was into it. Like, honestly, it was so great. But I love that there is just so many in-jokes, but there are also a lot of genuine nods. Like when Dewey encounters the killer, the music cue is the same music cue that was happening in Scream 2 when he encountered the killer. And I just, I love that. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like right there. That was like candy for me. Well, that's a very specific amount of knowledge that you have there. Well, you know, those are my teen years, Chris. That's how I spent them. Whether they were wasted or not, it's up for debate, but that's how I spent them. No, that's fair. As we said, it's not exactly reinventing the wheel here. It's not trying to, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of the beginning of the Matrix Resurrections, where they were going, here's all the stuff that like people expect you to do that you shouldn't do, and here's the stuff you should, where you're like, it's going to change all the rules because it's laying them all out ahead of time of by saying, oh, here's the whole structure of how these films work. And then ultimately, it just kind of is that structure. I was like, oh, okay, you're doing it better than any of the other sequels did. <laughs> But it's still just another sequel to Scream. It's it's a superior sequel, I'd say, though. I mean, I think it's the best of the sequels, I will say that, because the second one is just basically a redo of the first one, Mm -hmm. just not quite as good. I mean, the second one's good, it's just not quite as good. It's it's as good as the first sequel could be. The third one is fun if you're willing to watch it as like, oh my god, look how bad this is. It's incredibly, (laughs) it's over-the-top laughably hard. You're just willing to watch it, That's the fourth one for me. Uh, See, the fourth one to me, I just found kind of dry. I was like, okay, it's a Scream film, but there's no fun to be had here. 
here. Mars, do you prefer the, the third one? I like one? the third one over the fourth one. And this brings back some of the energy that worked in the original, I think, and partially because I think the dialogue is genuinely funny through mm. a lot of yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they are actually the insights into horror are a little smarter and better written than they have been mm-hmm. in any of the sequels. It's so funny. It's so quaint watching the original now and them talking about stuff. And they talk about it in the most simplistic of terms that you couldn't do now because a billion people have already done this, have done it since that same sort of hyper awareness. It's just so simplistic. And now we're at the point that they have to get really complex and dealing with the layers. Like there's discussions of like slasher movies like stab versus movies like the Babadook or elevated horror films (laughs) that had me laughing. I was like, okay, well of course you have to have that discussion. Yeah. Generational differences. Yeah. They were for the most part that the main one was just basically distilled into one scene for the most part and I quite like that because for me it felt like okay let's have this discussion let the audience know that we are self-aware that we know what we're doing and then let's go have fun which Mm -hmm. is what the rest of the movie was and I think Mm -hmm. that it worked that they had that discussion of the kind of movie they were in. And then, yeah, let's go on with the kills. And they did indeed. They because did there indeed. are some decent kills in here, for sure. Yeah. There's some moments you go, ooh! There's <laughs> yeah. one in particular, a very slow knife through the neck that pops yes. out through the other side shot that I was like, that was yeah. genuinely impressive looking. And it was actually kind of nice, uh, now knowing that you know the director's done, ready or not, and the fact that none of these victims took getting stabbed or shot lying down like everybody fought back well, yeah. yes that's, that's always true, been yeah. one of the natures of sc- yeah. scream films though is that i mean it wasn't first to slasher films with people fighting back as much but mm. it was very endemic that almost yeah. everybody gets at least a good hit or two yeah. in yeah. on yeah. ghost face I mean, <laughs> was that tatum in the first movie rose mcgowan when she's throwing beer balls at the guy yeah. and, you know i love that that's been a constant one weird thing they added in here was the presence of a hallucinatory de-aged character who is no longer living from the original film that appears throughout this and i don't want to say who they appear to or what the purpose is of them because it would be too much of a spoiler but i thought first off Wow, that's the best screen de-aging I've ever seen. Right, yeah. Uh, it was really impressive <laughs> yes. de-aging. I was like, there was like one moment I was like, oh, I can see the like Olin Mills photo shoot softness around <laughs> it. But like, generally speaking, I was like, wow, that's really impressive looking. B, I think it never served as anything but just kind of a red herring thing. It felt like the most ballsy change they made. And then in the end, I don't think it really added up to much. I thought it served its purpose enough. It felt like it was like setting up for the next for a sequel, film. yeah. Because yeah, really? otherwise, well, yeah. I mean, I, didn't get that. I mean, I can't really possibly. You know, yeah, I can't really too much of a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Like past that point, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's it what de- it felt like. To uh, me. It definitely is something where you're like, if they're gonna do another one, and let's face it, they're gonna, they're do, gonna another do another one. one. Like, I mean, it's January. They put out a horror film. Yeah. It's Scream. It's getting average to good reviews. People are gonna go see it because there's nothing else to see. Come on, there's gonna be go another Spider Man for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fifth time. Go see Tragedy of Macbeth. <laughs> I saw it as sort of like a minor detail in a way, as, you know, this sort of side element. And it was in there as long as I wanted it to be. I was know? just so impressed with the tech. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it was, very, it was Benjamin Button-ish. And at the it? same yeah. point, going a little scared by it, too, because you go, the better this tech goes, the more we're going to be like, well, shit, man. Al Pacino is going to be doing movies in his 90s looking <laughs> like he's 20 in the next decade, you know? Like, this is, do we want that? It depends I don't on know. the movie. Yeah, I guess it depends on the <laughs> I was actually, after sitting through a bunch of movies where it it seems to be the new movie length is now like two and a half to three hours long, it was actually nice to have 120 minutes and just be like, okay, awesome. I had a good time in my two hours. It was great. And then I can go home. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel just like this drag. And I don't know why that's become 
the new like standard movie length. But I think it's always just depends on the, how the longevity of a story. I always say that if if you're really into something, the last thing you're thinking about is how long you've been sitting there watching it. Yeah, I felt that this one. I don't want to say it was rushed, but I think it definitely had like somewhere to be. I guess you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it does not stop. Yeah. Well, I liked that it. it told you when the third act was starting. It was like, hey, third yeah. act, let's go. They like, literally oh, say, yes. and that's yeah. the beginning of the third act. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. It's no pee breaks time. anymore. Sorry, yeah. we missed it, them. It does move fast enough, and there's enough like information dropping that you got to be resisted. Like, okay, make sure you've got all your pee out in the beginning yes. if you're interested <laughs> in the mystery and trying to figure out who it is. And yeah, I kind of wish they were going to go. Well, it's everybody actually yeah. i was like really no one's done that yet where it's like a whole group of people like turns out it's all that them. would be so brilliant like it's the whole circle of kids of the, yes. you know the next one speed the entire circle like oh, each one takes totally a- should have been yeah by the way they still never showed the other killer Stu, die on screen and scream he did not technically die that on so screen yeah, yeah. so and they never addressed him since and I, he was stabbed a bunch but you know come on we know the rule in hollywood mm-hmm. if you don't actually physically pass away with your eyes open and staring in the distance you are not dead and even for a psycho killer that doesn't necessarily mean you're dead right because they always come back so i keep waiting for them to go well he's out of jail or maybe started writing letters to crazy kids or something but that's not this movie let's go into (laughs) final thoughts oh i don't know mars why don't you get us started i thought it was really fun you know i enjoy slashers i enjoy slashers with really good kills that are fast moving the movie did keep in par with like the rest of you know especially the first movie so you know what you're getting to where you're expecting they do add in some new twists it does have that great humor to it that the first one had with all of the meta so i'm gonna give this one a solid three blood spurts out of ten frank i started watching the scream series back because the original tagline was solving this mystery is going to be murder and i think like i'm one of those people that always saw this as a as a whodunit over a slasher film and i love the slasher film element to it i've always loved it but it's always been first and foremost a mystery and it's the best kind of mystery because it's not about you know who entered the room last type thing it's about who is this person are they really who they say they are and it's just just the wild theories that can come from that and every time i have such fond memories in like the high school cafeteria every time a new screen movie was coming out thinking okay is it going to be like so-and-so's third cousin removed and you know, <laughs> you know and, and you know oh they're sorry. running out of connections <laughs> yeah right yeah but that's always the fun of it there's like this endless web you can spin in your head about what's going to happen and i think this one really continues that at the same time it's also hugely funny there are some jump scares i you know the first jump scare i'll admit i jumped and i made an audible noise and i was like <laughs> wow they got me already and i didn't even last that long okay the cast is great i love that the two new leads are women of color that was really, really cool to see. Mm-hmm. I do wish that we could have had more involvement with the original trio, but then I'm, I'm also the one that wants a longer film. So <laughs> the three um, and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you look, you look at the you look at the deleted and alternate scenes of Scream Four, and you think, man, that could that could have been such a different film. And I like Scream Four, but that could have been such a different film. But yeah, no, this was great. This definitely is in the spirit of Wes Craven and I heard an interview with these two guys saying that the reason they got into making movies was because of the influence of Wes Craven so the fact that they came full circle and now directed a screen film is pretty cool so I'm going to give this 9 out of 10 Bob Ross paintings because apparently everyone was isolated when they were making this film and David Arquette is a certified Bob Ross 
painter. He got <laughs> certified to, to teach Bob Ross style of paintings, and he taught the entire cast how to paint Bob Ross paintings David while they're on location. Uh, David Arquette yes. has had the weirdest career. Yes. Seriously, yeah. And I mean, that's not talking shit about him. It's just a weird yeah. career. And he still, he still has like a childish laugh about him, and I love David Arquette. So yeah, yeah. 9 out of 10 Bob Ross paintings. Hmm, fair enough. All right. Uh, um, what about you, sir? That's high praise indeed. <laughs> um, I thought David Arquette was really great. I had a lot of fun with this as well. I laughed a ton at people dying. <laughs> there was a lot of blood, a lot of... It was good-looking blood, too. The kills were fun. I keep using the word fun because I did. I had fun. They so were. I'm just... I have nothing else to say. It was... Fun. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to give it seven and a half third-degree burns out of ten. Oof. And I'm going to pop in really quick because I was thinking on a one to five scale, not a one to ten scale. So oh, I'm amending. You meant three <laughs> I'm amending, uh, yeah, to yeah. three out of five. This will be actually be an eight out of ten. Okay, oh, okay. fair enough. You know, I'm going to be the bummer of the group and Ugh. say, this is fine. It's fine. It's the best of the Scream sequels. None of them are particularly good except for the original one, which was largely good because of when it came out, that it was so new, that it changed everything. Although, technically, Wes Craven's New Nightmare did it first. But still, the same director-writer, yeah. so I would give points <laughs> nonetheless. It was really a, wow, no one's done that before. And it was a hugely good, fun, cool film that kept you guessing the whole time. The sequels have been like diminishing returns ever since. And this is decidedly the best sequel. And it goes back to the flavors of the original and the spirit of the original in more ways than any of the other sequels do. The film itself calls it out. It's a, what they call a requel, like the new Halloween films. It's that. And that's fine. The new Halloween films are the best sequels, not counting Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, because that's not even technically a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. And that is awesome. For the, yes. leave, leave it alone. It's fine. I, it's just another Scream film. There's a point I'm like, I just want to see something new, and this is still not showing me anything new. But if this is what you want, if you're like, yes, I'm in it for another one of these Scream films that's going to be good, this is a good Scream film. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it with faint praise. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'll end up watching it again. These are all, all of these, even the worst one, three, is a guilty pleasure movies for me. Mm. You know, so like I'll be bored or hungover. I'll be like, fine, I'll watch this. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely, it is definitely time for a, you know, one through five box set. Right? I'm yes. sure that's coming. I'm yes, sure that's absolutely. coming. So there hasn't been a 4K upgrade yet. So I'm sure that <laughs> that is on the way. But uh, I am going to give this. Six out of ten times, I was like, oh, it's nice to see Nick Cave is getting another little paycheck. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Chris, I have not heard you say this many fines in a review since we reviewed Belfast. It's fine. Oh. Well, Belfast was just fine. Yeah, it was just fine. Right. This is just fine. Okay. I mean, I don't think it was... <laughs> tomorrow, Frank goes, Chris said that Scream 5 was like Belfast. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> 